Hey guys, it's the Mighty Coleslaw here of the Mighty Coleslaw Podcast. I am your host, the Mighty Coleslaw, and I'm joined here with the proprietor of the French Toast Chateau. If his fiance calls, he's not here, or actually now his wife, which we'll be getting into later in the episode. And he is... Andrew, what's going on? Hey, Andrew. So uh, what, so I know we've been uh, gone for a little while here. Uh, do you want to start with uh, catching up, everybody, uh, what exactly happened? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, well, it started with um, I had to take a hiatus from both of my podcasts, this one and Podflix and Chill, because uh, as you said, my fiance and I got married. So yeah. it was a it was an interesting situation because we were originally supposed to get married November of this year. And then because of COVID, we had to push back the wedding date because we both lost some uh, income. We couldn't afford where we were looking at. So we were going to push back the wedding date to 2022 just to save up some money. And then we had some uh, family health issues come up. So we had to push it forward in time just to make sure everybody could be around that was here. Yeah. That we wanted there. So we wound up getting married in April and it was a great time. And then we spent two weeks in Hawaii, which was really I, nice. I'd have to say that your guys' wedding was one of the funnest weddings I've like ever been a part of. <laughs> Cause like, you know what? For for once, like every wedding I've ever been to has been like a disaster. Like every family wedding has been like some kind of drama. Somebody's feuding with someone. Somebody wants to knock another person out. Somebody passed out. Somebody <laughs> An ambulance had to be called like you know if it was finally like it was a nice ceremony like you know it was nice seeing everybody and it was it was just overall fun the food was immaculate i've never seen it like andrew pulled out all the stops man he had the pig <laughs> the pig with the apple like the shit you see in cartoons yeah like yeah. i was just like oh my god i gotta have this yeah, well, that was all my my in-laws and um, Hannah's grandparents because we got married at her grandparents' farm. They have a horse farm, and it's about 25 acres, and they used to throw parties there constantly. They did, you know, birthday parties, engagement parties, anniversaries. Uh, like, they were known for their barn parties, so they hadn't thrown one in a while probably close to i don't know 10 years maybe I, yeah. i'm not quite sure when it uh, how long it's been but um yeah hannah and i when we were talking about the the venue change and the date change and all you know we had pushed back the venue that we were going to be going to um just so we could save up more money and then when we pushed the date forward like you know, I think we made the decision to get married in April in November. So we had like five months to plan and there was no way we were going to afford the venue that we were originally looking at. So that's when, you know, they pitched the idea of doing the, the grandparents farm. And I was totally on board with it. I, I love that idea. Um, so they, they already knew what they wanted for catering and, you know, how yeah. to set it up and, yeah, like so the credit goes to them for helping out with the food and stuff. I'll tell you what, you couldn't have picked like a better venue. Like, I mean, like that place was just as nice as if you got like a hall or something like that. 
yeah i i like it just because it, like it has all the their family pictures on the wall like it has pictures of her grandparents when they were younger at the different barn parties it has them doing like trail rides with their friends on their horses it's got you know uh pictures of hannah as a kid and her brother as a kid so yeah. it's it's just like a really unique atmosphere that you like you wouldn't get anywhere else but it's got that nice little personal touch uh of like home you know yeah i'll I'll tell you what um (laughs) i i I don't know if you were there to witness this but uh literally like before like the the reception even started all the people at the karate table got like obliterated because like everybody because like we were sitting out back towards like in the like in the tent area the terror area so we were all cold yeah and then like you know we all started drinking to try to warm ourselves up which yeah. bad idea, by the way. That's just a myth that they say drinking warms you up. Right. <laughs> it thins your blood, actually, and it makes you colder. But anyway, so we were all like drinking. We all got like obliterated within the first half hour. I love it. I oh. I don't know if I was there yet or if I was. I was stuck outside with the photographers taking pictures. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Drunk Slaw made an appearance. Uh, oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty early into the thing. I, I don't <laughs> know if you heard me. But like, oh my God, I was, I was so gone. And when you and, uh, and Hannah had your music number during your dance, yeah. I was like, I was in the back and I was like, hit the high notes, Andrew, on uh, the downbeat. And then <laughs> that's so funny. No, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody at the karate table was dying. And then Megan was like, shut up, shut up. You're going to embarrass us. You're going to get us thrown out. And I'm like, I don't care. That's excellent. No, I missed that. That's funny. Oh my god. It it was great. Oh. And then um and then Master Drew's like, "Do you know what the f, f is like this song from?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> it was a uh, it was a song from uh, The Greatest Showman, that uh Disney movie with Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron. Um oh, the, mus- okay. the musical one. Yeah, I honestly I Still, however, however long that movie's been out, I still have yet to see it, but I really like the soundtrack. That's that that's me with like um the play Something Rotten, where it's like uh the guys like spying on Shakespeare, yeah, or whatever. And then like I, I really like the soundtrack to that, but like I just haven't gotten around to like viewing the play. Yeah, I thought the ceremony was it was really nice. Um thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that it, uh, I, I sat with good people. I was worried that I was going to be sat with like people I didn't know. Now, well, we we wanted to do sort of like a like an open seating chart, and you know my my in laws were kind of freaking out a little. Well, my mother in law was freaking out a little bit just because like she wanted everybody to know where they were sitting, and they wanted like she wanted them all sat together. And I'm like, I mean, you can do that for your family if you want, like, but my friends are going to sit wherever they want to, like, nobody's going to stay sitting the whole time, probably. So, so, uh, yeah, they, it it was just like, let's let, just let everybody sit where they want. So the karate people wound up sitting with the karate people. Um, Hannah's friends from school wound up all sitting together. Hannah's friends from work all wound up sitting together. My music friends all wound up sitting together. My work friends all sat together. So like it worked out. So what was up with that table that was uh, playing like carnival games by our table that were like playing ring toss or whatever? Yeah. Table? So because, well, because it was COVID, you know, we had uh, my, my sister helped decorate and she had 
found these wristbands, like the silicone kind of bracelets, like the live strong bracelets. Yeah. Um, and we had them in red, yellow, and green, green meaning like, Hey, I'm okay. You can hug me, you can touch whatever, uh, yellow for like, Hey, stay away from me. Like I'm fine with talking, just don't get too close, you know? And then the, the red was just kind of like, Hey, just leave me alone. Stay away from me. Yeah. Um, so people could grab them if they wanted to. And um, the, that table of friends, that's all my, my music friends They're they're all in a band and it was like, they're the band, the significant others and everybody. So they were using the wristbands, the, the bracelets as like a ring toss onto their empty beer bottles. And then when the, when the bracelets weren't working, they were using the, uh, the napkin holders as the ring toss instead. Oh my God. Yeah. I know they were having fun the whole night just doing that. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was, it was really funny. Cause I walked over to the table at one point and I, uh, I participated, they had me like throw it, throw it a couple of times. And I was like, a, I was like a little drunk. I, I, I was not nearly drunk enough for the wedding though. And, uh, I missed the first couple of shots and, uh, we all just like cheered and whatever anyway, but as I was starting to get ready to go away, um, and, you know, meet with the other tables, mingle with the other tables. One of my friends tossed the, the napkin holder and made it onto the beer bottle. And he's like freaking out cheering. And I was just like, nobody saw that anyway. Like <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. But overall it was a, uh, it was a great wedding. Um, at first I wasn't liking the music because like they were playing like splish splash, taking a bath. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well that's like some that's real fifties finger old, Yeah. It's the old people jams that they play during dinner. That's usually how it works. Yeah. It's like they, well, they play all the older stuff, like as people are getting their plates and, you know, doing dinner and enjoying the food. But then once it time, once it comes time for dancing, bam. Yeah. Oh my God. And then um, I, I saw uh, Miss Melissa cut a rug. Man, I didn't know she could dance like that, man. She yeah, was... <laughs> Melissa, Melissa, Gary, and Sam were all, they were all up there dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a couple of good pictures of Melissa and Gary um, from the wedding photographer. They, they snuck into the background. Yeah. Uh, you and Megan are in a couple of pictures from when they did the, uh, what was it, the, I guess, the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. Um, which I, t we, Hannah and I totally missed that because we were cleaning the cake off of our faces yeah, um, in the bathroom. So we didn't even know they played it. And then we're like, man, our, our friends really didn't dance that much. Like that, that's kind of a bummer. Like everybody's saying they had such fun, but like they didn't really dance. And then we're, then we got the pictures back from the wedding photographer and we're like, oh, when did all these people get on the dance floor and start, you know, busting a move? Yeah. I was like, oh, we were right. We were cleaning the cake out of my beard and my nostrils, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, w I wasn't cutting the rug the whole night because, um, right. You know, I was where I was wearing like a three piece suit. So like, there's not much mo like uh movement in that. <laughs> and plus yeah. me, it's like, you ever see that episode of Seinfeld where Elaine starts dancing and they yeah, described it as a, a full body heave. That's yeah. kind of like my dancing. Like, I, I, <laughs> I was just like, man, no wonder I never had a date to the prom or middle school. I <laughs> suck at dancing. That's funny. But uh, I had fun nonetheless. It was good seeing all the like, because like I hadn't seen the other karate people for a long time before that. Yeah. So it was like, it was like kind of a little bit of a reunion for me because I was just like, oh, you know. I yeah, it was, it was a good time. I, 
I, I liked that they were able to make it, you know, a couple of them. I mean, obviously with Drew and Jason and even Brian, like I've known them for like the majority of my life. Yeah. So, and, and Sam and Melissa are just great people. So, yeah. And it, you know, it's funny, like, you know, it, it, it's weird. Like, I feel like it was just like yesterday I started to train in there, but like now it's been like five years <laughs> and it's like crazy how like time flies by like that. Like, like yeah, I've man. known you for like what, three years now. Uh, yeah, probably. Cause I think that's about how long I've been back at the school. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, all right. I guess we'll recap of what I've been up to. Yeah, um, let me know. So, so after the podcast went on a hiatus, um, I really started focusing on going back into the gym and like rehabbing myself because right around after the podcast, uh, took a break that was like right after I got my boot off. Mm hmm. And so like, I was able to start exercising more. So like I've been doing, uh, <clears throat> these virtual run challenges and, uh, um, yeah. I've been enjoying them a lot. Uh, what I like about them is like, you can go at your own pace. Like you're not forced to run 10 miles every day. Right. right. right? And you could walk it, you can bike it, you could swim it, you can jog it. I mean, I jog it just because like, you know, I'm trying to build up like lung capacity and stuff like that. Right. And it makes me feel like, you know, I really worked for it you know yeah and then uh been doing that uh i've been hooked up with a personal trainer and then uh for a while um a, a lot of people asked me like when i when the podcast took a hiatus like uh, a lot of people from work um know that i do the show mm -hmm. and they go oh why haven't i seen a new episode are you and andrew like fighting i'm like Oh, I'm not fighting. I'm like, I was seeing, I was still seeing you on a regular basis because, um, your now wife, uh, Hannah, yes. uh, was wife. My... It's still weird to say, man. It's still weird to hear and say do, wife. Do you know what's weird now? I was saying wife when you guys were first engaged and I kept calling <laughs> her your wife. And then now I've been calling her your fiance. And I'm like, and I'm like, you guys got me all messed up now. <laughs> yeah sorry about that <laughs> yeah but uh you know she was my nutritionist for a while and all and um i was part of her uh study and mm -hmm. um i was still seeing you on a regular basis and so, like there was never any bad blood no, between never. you and me and then like I, I don't know if like the facebook post i made was kind of vague i was trying to be like funny and at the same time because like i didn't want to put a date on exactly everything was going to go back to normal because like you weren't sure yourself and then i wasn't sure you know, so there was never a feud. It was just like a matter of when can we both align right. our schedules? Yeah, if and, like, the if and when. Yeah. So to any of the people, conspiracy theorists out there, we don't we don't hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, another thing is I finally returned to karate. I don't know if anybody else has told you. You told me that. I did? I think so. I, I, I forget what I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, you, you sent me a, you sent me like a, a picture on your instagram or something oh yeah 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 yeah. but yeah uh I, the only reason why i took this week off is because um i was i was li lifting weights and um i hurt my shoulder and i didn't mm. like i i could like barely hold it up for like to you know when you're doing like an orthodox boxing stance you know you have your your guard hand i couldn't lift up my hand I gotcha. Because it really like, it hurt that bad, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up a rotator cuff if I <laughs> if I go into class today. But like, you know, at my triumphant return, Master Drew said I was a hot mess. <laughs> he does say those things a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really good seeing everybody. You know, it was good training again. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I heard uh, Kevin started making a comeback too. So uh, I actually got to see him last night. And Drew really, was, yeah, Drew was running late at the precinct. So uh, I wound up having to teach the adult class. So yeah. I got to see Kevin. Yeah, uh, last week Brian taught it. Yeah. Or um, I don't know about Thursday, but definitely Tuesday he taught. Well, Brian's never in on Thursdays, so it's always yeah, me. yeah. Was that just the thing when uh when his daughter was born, or was he always not there on Thursdays? Um, I think it's a combination of of the, his daughter and Melissa's work schedule. Oh, okay. So I think it's just a you know a, a childcare thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, it could also be like. Like I haven't been going there on Tuesdays uh, lately, be- just because it's one of the only nights of the week that Hannah and I like have together. Yeah. So you know, I'm not going to give that up. Um. So it could be something similar with Brian. Yeah. Do you ever notice that like sometimes in life you're complaining about having nothing to do, and then all of a sudden you get like swamped with plans. Yep. Constantly. Like. I don't know this past like two like year year or two like I, I've been finding like my like free time has gone down and down mm-hmm. less than like last and, and I, I I actually like it because like I used to just sit at home and not have a life at all like all I would do is go to the go to karate like three times a week and then I'll be like all right well that's it yeah. but like now I'm starting to like try to socialize more and trying to you know get it get myself out there and try to do more things because yeah like, and you want to know what's funny about that too? Like Hannah and I have this conversation all the time um, because we both used to have insanely busy schedules, uh-huh. um, especially like during grad school. Cause she's in grad school now. And I'm like, I did grad school. So when I was in grad school, I was working three part-time jobs plus a full-time class schedule and still trying to figure out how to do like homework and you know uh other like leisure activities um yeah because i i wasn't like big into working out or fitness or anything back then but i did like musicals uh so you know it was how to fit everything in there um during grad school and i was operating on like four or five hours of sleep yeah right and then you know, you, so you have like these really busy schedules. And then when the periods of nothing happen and you're like, yeah, I have all this free time now, now I can do stuff that I want to do. You're like, you just, you hate it. You yeah, hate you're the like, free now time what? and yeah. you're just like sitting there rocking back and forth, like twiddling your thumbs. Like, I don't know what to do. I need to do something with my life. What is happening? That's what that's me during all of quarantine. Like I went insane. Like my mom had to like talk me down like eight or nine times. She's just like a week. And then she's like, calm down. I'm like, I need the gym. I need to do something, anything. Like there was like nothing to do. Like, like I played video games and like I caught up on all my steam library, but like (laughs) playing video games, like it gets boring after a while. Like, yeah. yeah, I can I only can play I can only play games for like so long before I get like aggravated that I'm like, oh, I've been on the same level. I've been I did this, did that, I quested this. Yeah. I heard a funny uh like stand-up routine the other day that was about Grand Theft Auto. And it was oh, like yeah. the guy was talking about he, he actually played through like the main story. And it's like you get to the end, you finish the story, and it's like completion percentage, 12%. And he's like, What are you t- what are you talking about? 12%. I finished the game. 
Like I finished the story. There's not like, yeah, but you didn't do any of like the side quests or the side missions. And you're just like, are you really, are you serious? Like I still have to do, you know, yeah. 88% of the game. And then he says, can you imagine if life was like that? Like you die and you go into the afterlife and you're like, oh, okay. So you, you finished life, um, 3% complete. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now you're going back. No, no. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I thought that was really interesting. Me and Hannah were cracking up when we saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all too relatable. Man. Yeah. Like, Cause like now I'm on that kind of schedule. Cause like, I'm trying to, um, you know, I work third shift and then I go and go like work out. I go lift like between lifting. I do, um, when I go lift, I lift for an hour and a half and then I go do my cardio, which is like another hour. Yeah. And then I, co- co- then I go, if, um, Hubert and the guys want to train in the morning, then I go yeah. see them. And then I work out with them, go to bed then try to get up for karate, go to that and then come home, make dinner and, try to get an extra power nap in got a busy life there coleslaw <laughs> yeah but uh i'm actually trying to write a, a a fitness book it's uh it's it's called life in the fat lane and it's like i'm talking <laughs> about like every bit like what, what i'm trying to do with the book right is like you ever notice like with weight loss transformations they always show you the beginning like when the person's fat and then to the end stage they never tell you about every little hiccup along the way like you don't see them struggle you don't see like yeah. all the stuff they go through and then like that's what i'm trying to write now like i'm trying to translate it into something that's you know somebody who's never worked out before and they see what i've done and, you know maybe could like find it and use it as a blueprint for what would work for them yeah, that's cool, man. I like that concept. How long are you thinking of making the book? Just as long as it takes to go through your journey? Or I, I was like thinking it. about doing it in like three volumes, like uh, the beginning stage, like I'm halfway through the beginning stage, like I'm almost down my 50 pounds. That's awesome. Because so, like when I started at the height of the pandemic, at the end, I weighed 402. And then I might've even lost more because like when we hopped on, when me and my personal trainer put me on the scale, it didn't register me and his scale went up to like four something. Oh, wow. So I I just say 50 because it's just an easy number. Cause of when we could start calculating from like four or two was like the number that registered. So I might've lost 50 or some odd pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. And I'm working my way down and I'm, I'm trying to do it like all natural and I'm not trying to do it. Like I'm not trying to lose it all at once. So I have like excess skin because like I've done that before. Yeah. And like, it's, it's really unattractive. And then, well, like, I mean, you're, you're going to have excess skin regardless. I mean, you yeah. can get rid of, you can get rid of some of it by like, you know, building up muscle, yeah. but you're, I, you're still going to have, I think, uh, some loose skin. Cause even like, even me and Hannah, like from, from us being heavier yeah. um, Han- and Hannah wasn't even that heavy, but you know, when you're, when you're five, one and uh-huh. you're, you're like short, like yeah, a- anything over like one fifteen, one twenty is, is considered heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Between her and I, I mean, we both have loose skin just from 
Yeah. I mean, I've noticed it like it's like on like my pectoral area. I've noticed it because like I'm noticing I'm starting to build definition in my chest more. And then like, you know, I notice there's still like some like excess stuff and then like on like my inner thigh. But like, you know, it's nothing where I'm like, holy cow, like this is horrible. But like, you know, I'd rather have loose skin than I than carry around the weight. Yeah. But my whole objective is to like, you know, try to help somebody who didn't know anything about exercise. And like, I'm trying not to put it in like super technical terms. So like, it's like Cole's exercise guide for dummies. I like (laughs) stuff. And like, and I take routine pictures and that's why I post videos of me like exercising. Like I'm trying to compile everything and then I'm not only going to do a book, but I'm going to do a video package to oh, nice. see, see the progression, like every little step. So like, it's going to be very digestible and like everything is like breaking down into weeks. So like it's week yeah. one and then like week, the first month I ate like, um, cause we were still in the like height of the pandemic. I wrote down everything I ate. Like every shitty thing that like I didn't care, <laughs> I logged it into my fitness pal. Like I was eating like three thousand calories a day. Right, it was awful. And I figured like I might as well be honest with myself because like who who am I trying to impress? Like who am I who am I bullshitting here? Like what what good does it do me if I if I don't pull a punch with this? Right, exactly. Or if you do pull a punch, you mean if you do yeah. pull a punch, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, honestly, that's, that's the way you got to look at it. And I think, I think everybody, everybody's journey in that regard is different. Um, I think everybody takes a little bit longer to realize that like, Hey, the only person you're fooling is yourself. Yeah. And you know, once you realize that you just gotta, you know, not accept the excuses and not accept the, uh, the BS from yourself. Uh-huh. And you put in the work and, and that's when you start seeing the consistency and the results. And, and it's honestly like, that. it's, it's, I, I owe a lot of my success to having a, a, a fantastic support system. Like I always say, like, you know, I have you, I have Hannah, I have Megan, I have my personal trainer. Like I have, I'm surrounded by people who care about me and like, right. you know, if I ever felt like the need, I needed to reach out to somebody. Like I remember I was at a, a family event and then they were like saying like, Oh, you sure you don't want a slice of pizza? Oh, you know, you want it and stuff like that. Like kind of like making fun of me. Right. It was, right. It was really, it was really kind of fucked up, but like, you know, yeah. Because remember, first of all, who doesn't want pizza? Yeah. Like I, but like, second of all, get that shit out of my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm a pizza whore. Like that is my, <laughs> My crotch, man. Like, I love pizza. I think about pizza 24 7. That's funny. But, like, I know I can't have it. Like, it's, it's like, it's like a drug addict, you know, with drugs. Like, you know, you want it so bad, but you know, you can't have it. Yes. Because if I have a slice, then I'll want two. Then I'll want three. Then I'll, then all of a sudden I'm eating the whole pie. I'm eating the the whole pie and then I'm out 30 bucks when I could have used that 30 bucks to go do something else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway. pizza's pizza's definitely a, a vice. I think for a lot of people, myself included, I could like gorge myself on pizza. Yeah. Like it, it is not pretty sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like when the pizza guy knows you on a first name basis, that's <laughs> you, know, you have a problem. But um, yeah, and I remember like 
I remember I was like shaking because like I was having a panic attack almost and, like I felt I felt it like what was weird is like I could taste the pizza like I didn't eat it but like I could taste it I'm like oh that would be so effing good right now like I went I went into the bathroom I just like threw some cold water on my face and then I I texted Hannah I said hey I really need a distraction can you text me talk to me or something and she did it you yeah. know and, and, and helped me survive that yeah, encounter she's great for that yeah but yeah i owe a lot of my success to you guys and stuff and plus like i got i got goals now that you got like, goals yeah i got goals now what's a goal tell me a goal purple belt purple belt awesome. i've been a green belt for two years now i've got to get the purple belt <laughs> he's coming to class man <laughs> and i've been coming i've been coming that's true that's this true. week was just a hiccup but yeah, uh I got you. I still trade I still trained with uh Hubert on Monday, I believe. So if that's any consolation. No, I'm just kidding. Hubert Hubert's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about that, like um, I think I'm uh, another point. I know I'm talking a lot here, but uh hey, it's another, your show. <laughs> you talk as much I, as you want. I like what I'm doing is like I'm getting I'm trying to find a balance of everything because like I read the Tao G Kundo and there's like so many things like I took from that and like really affected me. And I'm trying to apply it to how things would work for a guy my size. Like I want to get yeah. into the perfect balance of like strength, cardio, flexibility. Like I think those are like the three biggest things that would work in my favor. And what I like about training with Huber is like we do the first half of the class is or the training is uh, we do stand up. Then we'll mm-hmm. go and grapple for the last like half hour of the class so like if we're there right. for an hour it's a half hour stand up half hour on the ground and right. all and then like you know i'm there with uh rory and all and like it's real like rory breaks down everything like yeah every, rory's a good dude. like he gets in depth mm-hmm. and like really takes his time with me to make sure i'm doing everything correct yeah, so he like, was in class last night yeah good seeing him oh my god I, I hate that he always tests his experimental moves out on me. <laughs> well, he's a gigantic dude. So he's like, he's like freakishly tall. So, you know, there's not many people that he can test those things out on. Oh my God. When he, he got high mount on me, like where he like pinned his knees into my armpits. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. That was, that was probably the worst hold I've I was ever put in. <laughs> I was like begging for mercy. I was calling for my grandmother. <laughs> like, That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, speaking of mercy, I just have to put this out here because I'm like thrilled about it. Uh, Cobra Kai has been releasing teaser stuff for season four. Uh, is, is Terry Silver coming back? Yes, he is the promotional. Oh. He is the promotional uh, poster for season four. And um, what's funny is like most of the teasers have just said, does anybody have an extra spare or a spare hair tie? Um, oh my god and then the other one was um something about something about the pain i forget yeah i forget what it is but like like now the pain is real or now it's time to bring the pain or something like that now do you think mike barnes is gonna come back i don't know they so it's possible i mean he's still very much like talked about in the karate kid sphere yeah. Um, so it's very I, I just I just hope the wow what was it the beatnik squad or whatever from the next Karate Kid I hope they don't make a, an appearance. No, I, th- I think they are trying to just like abolish the fact that that ever happens. That movie um, was so terrible. Bowling monks. 
Like, yeah. Well, I so I for Podflix and Chill, I had an interview with a co-host of a Cobra Kai themed podcast, and we talked a little bit about Karate Kid Three, or I'm sorry, Next Karate Kid, just about how like overtly like racist it was. It really was. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Like as a kid, like as a kid, I'm like, okay, Hillary Swank is swanky. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And like, I liked the karate kid <clears throat> franchise. I was really, I've always been into martial arts. So I was just like, okay, yeah. And then you don't think about that as a, as a kid. Yeah. You know? what, what's with Hillary Swank and dying in every movie she's in million dollar baby died. Boys don't cry. Spoilers. <laughs> Come on, they're like twenty years old movies. You can are like, they really? That's yeah, that's a million terrible. dollar baby. That, that that's almost twenty years old. That came out in like two thousand five. That's like fifteen years. Oh, I feel old. Oh yeah. So you don't. So hopefully Mike Mike Barnes comes back. I'd like if to I, see him. I, ver, what? I'll go ahead. I like to see him and um his name just escaped my mind. The, the blonde kid. Oh, uh, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, I would like to see Lar. I almost said Larusso, and I'm like, no, that's Danny. Yeah, and no, I, was just, I would, I would I like- almost, I would almost like to see if if they're gonna bring him back. Like, I would like to see him come back as somebody who was just like completely like messed up by Terry Silver. Like he just like his life got ruined by Terry Silver and Terry Silver's influence over him. So he had to like work hard to like become a a new person and a new man and just like turn a completely new leaf. That's what I would like to see happen if they were to bring him in. But who knows? But uh, to quote Karate Kid 3, from now on, my new business is strictly revenge. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to say Terry Silver is my favorite karate kid villain yeah yo did you see the uh the thing that somebody bought drew for his birthday did you buy him that what was it it was a cameo from martin cove the guy who plays john crease no no dude it was so good he like drew sent it to us and it was like you know master drew and he has like his, you know his arms folded like crease and he's like i hear that you're a sensei and it's your birthday happy birthday but remember, no mercy. Like, and then he starts talking about like how he's a police officer and stuff. And he's just like, thank you for your service. Thank, you know, just remember, fear does not exist in your dirt, in your dojo. And, and if anybody gives you lip today on your birthday or any day, just remember, sweep the leg. <laughs> it was, it was really funny. And I was like, that's, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, I love I, I love those guys, man. Like I I've met them at Monster Mania before Cobra Kai was even a thing. They had yeah. like a uh, um, Karate Kid reunion. All those yeah. guys are real cool. Like I noticed, like um, certain movies, like uh, I, I met uh, a couple of members of the cast of Bloodsport and stuff like that. Those guys mm-hmm. were really cool. Nice. Well, when I met my hero Donald Gibb, the guy who played um, Jackson in uh blood sport man that was probably the the moment i peaked in life that's <laughs> when i met him because like you know he was one of my heroes because like you know in the martial arts movie scene like how many big guys are there that are good guys right. we have Ste- we have steven seagal and, the, and steven seagal's steven and he seagal. only plays a good guy <laughs> he only plays a good guy <laughs> 
his his real life uh, escapades are a little questionable. But... Yeah, real life Steven Seagal. I don't know. I, like I like I said, I like movie Steven Seagal. I don't like real life Steven Seagal. Right. <laughs> Before I get on the uh, tangent about Donald Gibb, um, I'll say one thing about Steven Seagal. What I like, I like that he's just cocky and he's an asshole good guy. Like he's and then <laughs> he always says something like strange, like. Uh, when he beat up the oil workers in, um, I, I, I want to say, I, I don't think it was fire down below, but it was the other one where he plays like a native American. And he's like, you beat up all my naval, my native Kimosabi here. What's it take <laughs> to change the essence of a man? And then the guy's like crying and he's like covered in blood. A lot of hard work and dedication and time. <laughs> it's like this is so cheesy. Yeah, that is really cheesy. What were you gonna say? Uh, I don't know. Was was it about Steven Seagal? No, I I think I was just gonna say like I think a a lot of the, a lot of the true martial artists I will say like the the film martial artists they all seem like they would be pretty cool guys or or girls you know yeah. to to meet talk to as a fan just because like you know it's so like humility and respect is so big in like martial arts so if you're a true martial artist then like when you're meeting fans like you want to be humble and you want to like show them respect and not be like yeah whatever like here's your autograph get out of my face you know yeah when i uh when i met uh donald gibb right um most people we're coming up to him because of revenge of the nerds he played ogre yeah yeah but like hardly anybody was coming up to him because they didn't know who he was but when i met him he's like he's like oh are you here for revenge of the nerds he talks exactly like he does in the movie too which made my my whole existence and you know i was starstruck i was like i was like i don't care about that movie you were ray jackson in blood sport and I'm like, you are the reason why I started martial arts. He's like, yeah, it's good, big man. He's like, maybe someday you'll win the Kumite. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going to do you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to do it just for you, man. I'm going to bring honor That's to your funny. name and legacy. <laughs> but uh, he was he was a real chill guy. Like he was telling me stories about the set because like, you know, nobody was coming up to his booth and like he had like an extra hour to mm. talk to a, a friggin' fan. And um, he was telling me that like J- Jean-Claude was actually kind of a prima donna on set. All that I kind of believe. Yeah. He's French. Yeah. It, he's actually from Belgium. He's got a French name. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think he, I think he was born in Belgium, raised in France. Okay, there you go. But uh, Jean Claude, man, I don't, I don't like Jean Claude. I like I liked him in Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Didn't like him in anything else. Couldn't get into Time Cop. Didn't like Lionheart. Street Fighter. We, we pretend that does, that doesn't exist. The only Street <laughs> Fighter I am I subscribe to is Sonny Chiba. But yeah, uh, what uh, what well, while I have you here, uh, do you want to plug uh, um, your Podflex and chill. Like, what's coming up with that? Let's. Uh, um, so what's I the next just, movie? I just actually recorded an episode for that the other day, um, and I'm probably gonna have to go back in and tweak it because I'm talking about the the Mighty Ducks show on Disney Plus. Okay. And and that season finale just happened today, so I'm gonna um, watch the show and then just go back in and retweak like the main bit of the episode but i talk a little bit about you know a lot of stuff but that's like the main 
part of the episode. And then I recently interviewed uh, a woman who is an independent filmmaker and she made a documentary with her husband about how they decided to just move into an RV and live full-time in an RV, traveling around the country, running their business. They, they own a marketing business and they just run it right from their RV and they filmed the first, their first year on the road. And what's cool, what was cool about that conversation was that like she wound up putting the documentary on YouTube. It's like a full 77 minute documentary. Yeah. Um, but what I learned was, yes, I learned about life on the road, but like she also told me what it was like as an independent filmmaker to try to get her stuff onto like streaming platforms, like about how much money it costs, how, how much of a struggle it is to try to get it onto like Hulu, uh, Amazon prime, you know, Apple TV, not able to get it onto Netflix, you know, but like it basically made it seem like unless you have backing from a production company or some sort of investor, like independent filmmakers are screwed. Yeah. You know? So that was really interesting. <clears throat> I know somebody who's um uh Warriors Next Adventure. Um I'm actually friends with uh the president and CEO of it. Um I got him confirmed that he said he will come on the show, but um right now he's in the middle of uh filming a documentary and it's about how veterans use jujitsu to help okay. their PTSD. So like, you know, he's trying to he's going through the same struggle of trying to get it picked up by Netflix or trying yeah. to get it on Joe Rogan, trying to it's a, it's a lot harder for like movie makers, I think now, since like, you know, going to the theater is kind of like a dying thing when you can watch it from the comfort of your own home, plus all the streaming services. Yeah. And, you know, that that's something, too. It's like even with like Marvel movies, you know, like they're they're releasing Black Widow on on Disney Plus, which is something they said they weren't going to do. So it's going to be really intriguing to see like how well it actually does and how many people buy it to watch it on Disney Plus at home to see if they start to do more of these like split release models. But yeah, I but it also leads me to think that like, you know, YouTube is still a pretty popular website. It's the second most visited website behind Google and it's the second most used social media platform behind Facebook and users on YouTube watch 1 billion hours of video like a day. I mean, that's where I listen to my music and stuff. I wouldn't doubt that. Like there's like so many hours of watch time and like on YouTube, you can find anything. Yeah, you really can anything. Like if, like what helped me in college was um, I would watch documentaries mm -hmm. for like my history papers and yeah. I'd get a better rounded idea. And like, you know, it helped me cite because uh, my one professor said they want you to cite at least one documentary, one textbook, and then like some other, it could be one credible site. So like you had to have your three different, like, cause she wanted you to learn how to use different mediums yeah for your um citations and you know i found that youtube had a lot of um documentaries for free and stuff like that so yeah i and i really do think like that's probably going to be an avenue that independent filmmakers can go um, yeah because even like there's ways that these big studio backed movies and like animated movies i've seen it a lot with like you can buy or rent them right from YouTube yeah, and, and watch them on YouTube. So it would be cool to see that possibility for like independent filmmakers so they can actually make more of their money back. 
Well, know? I don't. I don't know if this would be something you would be interested in while we're talking about this. There's this um, group, uh, Martial Club. I don't know if you ever seen your their videos on YouTube. Martial Arts Club, yeah, they're in. Um, that some of them got picked up to be in Paper Tigers. That's what I was just about. Well, Paper Tigers, but also the Marvel Jackie. movie Shang Chi. Yeah, and um, they're also part of the Jackie Chan stunt team. Mm -hmm. But, like, look at them. They got started on YouTube. Like, yeah. they, they had, like, maybe 60,000 subscribers, and then, you know, they, yeah, got picked up up. By they got picked up by Jackie Chan. Then they got, you know, they're, they're in the Paper Tigers movie with uh, the guy who plays Master Ken. Yeah. So that's, that's a movie I want to go see. But um, Yeah, like, I want to yeah. see that, and I heard Wrath of Man is a, is a good one. Oh, really? Yeah, with Jason Statham. Oh, did you ever wind up seeing that movie Jiu-Jitsu with Nicolas Cage that you no. talked about on the podcast? Mm -mm. Believe it or not, um, the my friend who does Warriors Next Adventure watched it, mm. and he said it was probably the worst movie he's ever seen. I absolutely believe that. I, I, I don't I, know. I believe I, it. I think the cute Mario Brothers movie is the worst movie you've ever seen. <laughs> If you, if you it's not even a movie <laughs> that's not even a movie that's two no. guys play with action figures the, the, half of them weren't even action figures they were stuffed animals get um, out of here with that i re i reached out to them and i sent them the episode that i don't think they're going to come on the show well yeah because you sent them the episode <laughs> where i trashed their work are you kidding me well of course I thought, they're not going to want to come on i thought podcast drama would sell yeah <laughs> like i could have been like the next geraldo or whatever dude they're probably going to like find my social media after you sent that episode and they're just gonna like troll me and utterly like destroy me on on the internet they're gonna have oh, all their God. subscribers be like go spam this guy I don't, I don't know they're canucks fans and they're from vancouver they're harmless oh so they're probably really nice yeah 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 so, like, so, so now you make me look like even more of a bad guy for trashing them <laughs> well i tried to save you that entire episode in in, in my defense <laughs> i was like the effects the effects oh I, I i i gotta mention this because um i put the movie on recently forever because like megan's like what do you want to watch and then i was just like i don't know i have this and then i started playing it and then she's like oh my god is this the movie you made andrew sit through and now you're gonna make me sit through it and i'm like i'll take that as you don't want to watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> i like her um yeah so a little shout out for megan there <laughs> but uh yeah uh i think we we uh wrapped up pretty much everything that's happened to us in these past couple days and months and weeks <laughs> yeah man and uh hopefully we'll update uh more we're thinking about doing like what would we say like a bi-weekly thing would be easiest for you because you have another upcoming project yeah so i in addition to podflix and chill i'm doing yet another podcast slash vodcast for a 24 7 like web-based tv station that uh -huh. that plays like just music videos and it's like music tv all the time uh -huh. um, it's like I said in my story, in my Instagram story the other day, it's basically what MTV was back in like the eighties, early nineties yeah. where they actually played music and music themed television shows uh -huh. um, before they started playing like, you know, crap reality TV, but it's, it's so it's a podcast called acoustic cinema and it's going to be me and this other girl Haley. And we just are going to watch different movies through the lens of music, whether it's the soundtrack or whether it's like 
a movie about music or the music industry or, you know, whatever. So I don't know when it's releasing, but uh, if that floats anybody's fancy, they can check it out at loudstone.net. Now, um, how would you describe like the, the, your other two podcasts, this one in uh Podflix and chill, like, would you say that like that one is your music one? And then what would you say about this podcast and the other one? Well, acoustic cinema is still very much a, like a movie review podcast. It just okay. is movie movie slash like music because it's based like all the movies that we're going to be reviewing are going to be about yeah. music in some capacity. Um, so that's what I would describe that as Podflix and chill is, you know, all the latest and greatest news reviews, hidden gems and fun little stuff about the streaming wars and yeah. different streaming originals only. Like I only focus on stuff that you can find on, you know, your Netflix is Hulu's Apple plus uh, Amazon prime HBO max, like all the streaming services. Yeah. Um, and then mighty coleslaw podcast is just two guys talking about stuff. Yeah, I, I would say that it's like a, a blend thing. Like, I think I, I would I would not say we're a variety show because like a variety show has like little gimmicks and stuff like that. But like, I think we have a good like basis of like film reviews, artists come on and um, yeah, a lot of martial artists come on here. It's like all things that I would I would be able to talk about. Like, I'm not going to have somebody on here that I can't really like you know jive along with you know? yeah it's all about the jump jiving whale yep as they say i don't know who says that but they say it well you well you could take uh you could take credit for that <laughs> no i can't it's uh brian stetzer orchestra oh okay yeah who was that who was that orchestral guy that um flipped out on his band and then he's like i'm gonna take you outside and show you what it's like i don't know I don't know. It's like an infamous like freak out of like uh, the conductor flipping out at the band. Like he threatened to beat up the tubist or something. No idea. Like the real life whiplash almost. Oh my gosh. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, on that note, uh, well, I think we're uh, hitting our quota with our time. I think we're about like nine minutes, five minutes away from our hour time crunch here. And uh, I think we've rambled on long enough. I don't know who's still listening at this point. Master Drew's tapped out around 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 seconds, more like. <laughs> ten, 10 seconds. He's probably like, oh, these retards. Stop, I <laughs> If you're still listening to this podcast episode, send us a message on Instagram at Mighty Slawcast and tell us your favorite breakfast cereal. Okay, yeah, that's a. We should start doing this at the end if they made it to the final like post amble because like it ain't preamble. But anyways, um, more like post ramble. Am yeah, I right? Post, post ramble. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is your ever rambling host, the mighty coleslaw, joined here with Swampy's pappy, Susie's favorite boy, Mandrew. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch you guys later. Later.